Hey, what's up, Stay Tuners? It's your good friend Jimbo here, letting you know that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today and let them know that you heard it from Stay Tuned Sports and you start earning today. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Now here's the best, stay tuned sports podcast. And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here. A little bit later in the day than normal. Um, had to put off recording on uh, last night to today, so that's why it's coming out a little bit later in the day than normal. But still a lot of stuff to talk about and... Maybe a blessing in disguise that's kind of recording a little bit later because uh, Philadelphia Eagles have hired a new head coach. I don't think I'm going to get into it too much this episode. Definitely will next week because I'll be honest, I'm a little upset with it. I was hoping Deuce Staley got the, the nod. So I want to see what happens to him before I make any comments. Um, from the... From what I'm hearing, though, you know, this is like sounds like the next Sean McVay type type hiring, but we'll we'll see. And you know, like I said, I'll definitely touch more on it next week, um, and give a, a better opinion of you know my take on the whole situation. But uh, before we get into the show, head over to StayTunedSports.net. That way, you can click all of our social medias, our Facebooks, our YouTube's. Um, I'm actually starting to do a little de- uh, background design for behind me when uh, we do a live show, uh, live video show. Um, so you, you definitely want to subscribe to YouTube there, as well as on the very top of the website is our merch tab. Click that. I added actually a hat last weekend, a Stay Tuned Sports hat, um, and then uh, actually earlier today too, Scott Crump re- uh, released his new paint scheme for the Elite league that he's going to be racing in on monday so i'm going to start working on that to get a new new irace t-shirt out there for all you guys that follow scott and stay tuned sports so enough of the advertisement plugging um pretty much nothing but football and ufc today we're talking um last week kansas city versus cleveland browns first off i will give the browns credit i really didn't think they're gonna Hang in there like they did, even before Patrick Mahomes um, getting injured. Uh, I mean, basically came down to the last five minutes of the game. And unfortunately, the Browns lost. But begs the question now, what do the Browns do with Baker Mayfield? You know, do do they try to pick up the fifth-year option and and see how next year plays out? Because, I mean, you know, Odell Beckham not being there, you know, lost him. Um, see how that offense reacts next year. But the real reason I, I want to talk is one play particular in that game was the fumble, the, the controversial fumble 
that the Browns were going in to score, I believe to tie it up actually. Uh, yeah, Browns were on offense. Um, Baker Mayfield threw to Richard Higgins in the first half. And uh, when he got down to right about the one yard line, Daniel Sorensen gave him a good hit. I mean, helmet to helmet shot, no flag on that that play for whatever reason, but jarred the ball loose, making the ball go into the end zone and out of the back of the end zone or out of bounds. Now, <clears throat> the rule states that if the ball goes into the end zone, not being carried by the running back receiver, the player, and rolls out of bounds, the defense will get the ball back as a touchback. Now, that That's the rule, and this has been a controversial rule for quite some time. And this has to, to get looked at this, this offseason, because I understand you, know, you can't give the ball to the offense at the one for fumbling at the one-yard line. Why can't you give the ball back to the offense at the 20? Here, here's two things that could happen. Say the offense has the ball on the five-yard line, okay? I mean, it's your fault that you fumbled the ball away. You should have protected the ball a little bit better. So if it goes out of bounds, it's still their ball, but you get back on the 20-yard line. It's not fair that the defense gets the ball back on the 20. So, and if, if that's the case, if you, if you want to, you know, keep it as is, change the rule. No touchback. If the ball rolls into the end zone and out of bounds, and you still want to give it to the defense, give it to them at the one. I mean, the, 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 the whole benefit goes towards the defense think about it even if, even if it's fumbled at the one bobble it around a little bit don't don't take possession of it in the end zone for a touchback until it's in, in the end zone or you know push it out of bounds it is the stupidest rule it's up there with um offensive pass interference you know like that's a a, a 10 yard penalty whereas defensive pass interference is a spot foul. I I've said for a couple years now. I think defense pass interference should be just like college football, 15 yard penalty, not a spot foul. But this this play here changed the momentum. I mean, the Browns had all the momentum going into halftime, and then when they lost that ball there, they came out in third quarter and it's just didn't seem like they were clicking like they were in the first half until Patrick Mahomes got hurt and that changed everything I thought for sure once he got hurt because he's in the concussion protocol um, and I think as of right now he's still not cleared to play from my understanding but he is progressing in the steps for the protocol um, Chad Henney came in and I'll tell you what I mean he, he played lights out he may have played himself into a Maybe not given a starting gig, but definitely potential to um, compete for one. 
but I, I definitely do think they, they need to get rid of this rule or change it to like update it to not benefit so much one side of the ball compared to the other. Speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, I don't know if you guys heard this past week uh, on the herd, Colin Cowherd, just made a, a just stupid, stupid uh, suggestion to the NFL about the AFC Championship game. And you know, I have a, the the clip here. So it's about a minute long or so, but let me uh, play it for you so you guys can hear word for word what he says. God, your kids are there. Tell them that story. Play of the year in the NFL, Chad Henney. You couldn't write that thing. But we want Mahomes against Josh Allen, right? Like that, that's reasonable. And I'm sitting here this morning thinking, if I'm the NFL, Patrick Mahomes is going through protocol. I find the day Patrick Mahomes can play, that's when we play. Why not? The NBA, to get Zion into the bubble, jerry-rigged their playoff format. The NFL moved games all year long. By the way, the last time these two teams played, they played in a Monday afternoon because <laughs> of COVID. After this game, you got two weeks to the Super Bowl. Who cares when you play it? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? Who cares? What you want is the best game possible. And I, I, I agree with him there, that you want the best game possible. But that's just so freaking stupid. I mean, if that's the case, why didn't we, you know, when Tom Brady blew his knee out in their, their uh, Super Bowl run there a few years back, why didn't we postpone it there? Why didn't we postpone it for when Carson Wentz uh, blew his knee out? Maybe he could come back. And, you know, Cowherd goes on to say, you know, find out what day he'll he'll be um, eligible to play and play the game that day. You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We all work during the week, okay? So, uh, you know, for example, he said about the last time these two teams met was a Monday afternoon. But yeah, the TV ratings weren't that good. I mean, regular season, yes, they got moved around a lot because of games getting postponed because of COVID. Totally understand it. But if your front office is good enough and your GM is good enough, next man up mentality. And Chad Henney did that. You cannot postpone it just to get a superstar in there to play against a rising superstar. I mean, look at the Rams. Um, greatest show on turf when Kurt Warner got his big break. That's you, that's sometimes when you find a diamond in the rough. And, you know, Chad Henney, yes, he's been around the league for a while. But maybe finally all start clicking. Tom Brady. If it wasn't for Mo Lewis taking out Drew Bledsoe, there would be no Tom Brady. If you postponed that game till Drew Bledsoe was eligible to play, never would have found Tom Brady. So I, I just think he's pulling at straws here, just for ratings. I mean, he he got the reaction that he wanted, 
everybody's talking about it everybody's googling it the the the, the video of it or, or listening to it and it's got me talking about it and i usually like Callan uh cowherd here you know him and, and pat mcafee is are the two uh, top ones i listen to as far as podcast or if i'm home to, to watch them and this is just idiotic just idiotic you cannot postpone a championship game i agree with them you want the best players to play but you'll be the nfl would be losing money if you go to play on a tuesday afternoon just think about it. i mean the the commercials are pay, paying a premium for a Saturday or Sunday afternoon during AFC Championship game, let alone Super Bowl. And especially now with you know COVID going on. If you postpone now for one player, what happens if five players from the Chiefs, let's say Tyreek Hill, um, two of their offensive linemen, two of their defense players, all test positive for COVID? You can postpone it again because you're not going to have the best team possible. So, I really think he just wanted to say that just to get a reaction out of everybody. Maybe his ratings aren't doing that well on Fox Sports, but never know. But that was by far the stupidest, stupidest take I've ever heard from Colin Cowherd. Now, with the championship game um, this weekend, KC versus the Bills, which I think is going to be a very, very good game, and um, Green Bay versus the Bucks, which I think has potential to be a really good game too, but it could also be a flop. Um, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs and the Bills game first here. If Mahomes is eligible to play, which I think he will be, I think they're going to pull it off somehow. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. But like the Patriots in the early 2000s and the you know, 2010s, can't go against the Chiefs till they show you otherwise. And I think it's going to be a one-score game, maybe 45 to 40 or 56 to... You know, I'm thinking taking you over with this game. But I'm, I'm going with the Chiefs here. I think they make it back to the Super Bowl. And I think they're going to actually play the Bucks. You know, Packers are hot. Don't get me wrong. I know they're hot. I know Aaron Rodgers um, is possibly the, the MVP. But Tampa Bay, I just think, you know, Tom Brady and that offense is playing a lot better, I, I, I believe. This one, I, I think, would be more real, realistic type scoring, like a 21. But again, I think it's going to be a one-score game, 21-18 type game, because that Bucks defense is playing well. And I think we're going to see Kansas City versus Tampa Bay Super Bowl with Tom Brady rematching up against KC, where they used to play the championship games. But... That's my, my picks for a championship uh, weekend. 
Now, also this weekend, also this championship you know, style weekend, we have UFC 257. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier, the rematch. And before I'm actually, you know, I know it's I know it's been a while, but I'm actually gonna give my UFC picks tonight. And before I give my picks, though, there's still a lot of talk about, you know, Dana White had a, a sit-down conversation with Habib earlier this week. Dana White coming out saying, you know, we'll see. Kind of feels like you know Dana White could lure him out of retirement. But there was a fight night last night, Wednesday night with Habib cornering his cousin and he came out and said don't hold your breath about me coming out of retirement I'm not coming out of retirement basically till my mother says she's okay with it because I don't want to you know he, he gave a promise to her that he's done fighting unless she's okay with it so during the the press conference with Connor and Dustin Connor made a good point you know technically Habib has, hasn't been stripped of the belt yet. This fight between Connor and Dustin isn't a title shot. It's just a, a, a fight. Which is kind of funny. It's it's a year and a week since last time Connor fought. Which, don't forget, right after this fight is when COVID really hit strong and the fans couldn't come to any of the fights. And he fought Cowboy, which I'll get into in a second here about about that fight um, so what does this fight mean to both of them honestly Dana's got to make a decision that's that's what I think it comes down to I think what it comes down to is Dana has to decide how long are we going to wait around for Habib because can't hold up the division and you know you got Justin Gaethje there you got you know Dustin and Connor this weekend Charles Oliveira Going up against um, Gaethje, I believe it is. Um, there's still a lot of good fighters there that want that belt. And I think the right thing to do is take the belt away from Habib. Make this a number one contender's fight. As well as the Charles Oliveira fight. You know, whoever wins those two fights for the belt. And if Habib decides to come back, now I'm totally against, you know, championship fight handouts, but he would deserve to be put in the championship fight right off the bat, not fighting anybody else to get to the championship fight. I think, even though Habib said, you know, I'm not coming back anytime soon, I think he's, because he did make the comment, his eyes will be on this pay-per-view. And I think if Connor were to win, next day he'll be will be back because he knows a rematch against Connor will be bigger than their their first fight, and will make tons and tons of more money. And then I can see him retiring there. If Dustin wins, okay, you know they, they did fight each other, but there was no real trouble for Habib. You know Habib once he got Dustin down, it, it was lights out. Connor, he was connecting a couple. Um, held his own on the ground until he made one mistake, and that was it. It was it was over for him. So I think if Connor were to win, 
I think Habib would come back. And this would be the, the, the fight that I've been saying for Connor for a couple years. Really hasn't fought anybody. Yes, he did fight Cowboy, but Cowboy is past his prime. To me, that was more of a tune-up match than anything. But I think we'll find more after after the fight Saturday. Um, probably at the post-fight conferences with Dana. But I think the right thing, like I said, to do is take the bell away from Habib, make it available to that division, and either A, I mean, you can't name it now, that it's a title fight, but I think the best thing would be make this a number one contender fight plus Charles Oliveira's fight, make that a number one contender fight, and whoever wins these those two fights would um, fight for the belt. So, like I said, before we go, though, I know it's been a while, and I will be watching the fights, and I'm going to try to live live tweet the fights, which you can follow us at ST Sports Podcast on Twitter. Um, here are my UFC 257 picks for this Saturday. So, a little rundown with the fight card, in case you guys don't know. Main uh, The main event, Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor for it's the lightweight. With a co-main event, Dan Hooker versus Michael Chandler. Chandler making his debut um, in the UFC. Then women's flyweight, Jessica I versus Joanne Calderwood. Another lightweight fight between Matt Frivola versus Atman Aziatar. And then kicking the, the fight card off, the main card off, a women's strawweight, Marina Rodriguez versus Amanda Rebus. So, starting with that fight, going with my girl Rebus. I mean, she seems like she might be the next big prospect. I mean, she's not a prospect anymore, but she's definitely an up, up, up and comer, I should say. Um, she's got a couple wins in her back pocket already, and I, I think she kicks off the card with a, a win here, and maybe she'll get a little bump up in competition after this fight. After that one is Matt Frivola versus Atman Isaiatar. I'm gonna go with Matt. Um, I don't really recognize either two of these names, um, just because, like I said, it's been a while since I made some picks and did some some homework on these guys. So I'm kind of just taking a shot in the dark here, just like our blue picks this past NFL season. And after that fight, we have Jessica I versus Joanne Calderwood. Going out, going with my my girl Calderwood. Jessica I, I think, was just. Good at the right time when she went for the title shot against uh, Shevanko, and I think Calderwood makes easy work with her. I think Calderwood is still a better boxer, and I think she'll be able to. I think she's gonna pull this out by decision. I don't think it's gonna be a, a stoppage here. Um, so I got Joanne Calderwood by decision. Then the co-main event is Dan Hooker versus Michael Chandler. Chandler coming over from the belt from Bellator. I just see Ben Askren all over this again. Maybe not a three-second knockout like Jorge Masvidal did to him, but I see Chandler not contending for a belt. You know, maybe he could contend with the top ten guys, but I just think this move is about four or five years too late. You know, about three three years ago, I'd say, is when... Um, the talk about him coming over to UFC when he first became a free agent 
but Bellator re-signed him. And now I just think it's it's too late. I think the competition with UFC is just too far advanced. And especially going up against Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker is a, a beast, okay? I mean, you basically have to kill him to win a fight. And I, I think that's what Chandler's going to have to do. And I don't see it happening. Um, I think Dan Hooker knocks him out or gets a, a ref stoppage, I'm going to say, by the second round. Then we got the main event. The notorious Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. I like both fighters. I like how Conor seems to have calmed down a little bit with his um, antics, per se. I'm not getting into the whole lawsuit that came out this past week because it sounds like it's bogus and uh, just looking for money. I mean, how, how do you file a civil lawsuit three years after the, the criminal lawsuit? But seems like he, he's more zoned in seems like he's the Connor of old you know he, he looked like this and sounded like this going into the cowboy fight stayed out of trouble seems like he's focused Dustin Poirier is a lot better than he was against Connor the first time around but both both fighters are if if Dustin can get Connor down to the ground because obviously Connor's strength is that left hand if you could get him down to the ground and, and just keep him down there and score points that way, I think the only way Dustin is going to win this is by a decision. If he tries to stay there and stand and bang, I, I can't see it. I, I see Connor knocking him out. I don't think it's going to be a quick work. I think this could be a war. And I, I see a late fourth round or fifth round stoppage with Connor McGregor getting his hand raised one more time and possibly be named number one contender for the title whether it's against Habib which if he wins I believe it's going to be and that fight is going to be interesting so there are my UFC 257 picks sorry about getting the, the episode out a little bit later in the day than, than what we normally do but I definitely wanted to get it out today head over to staytunesports.net on the right hand side, like I said, is our Facebook, YouTube channel, Twitter account. I'm working on Instagram now, so that way you guys could follow us for any merchandise updates or episodes getting aired. Speaking of merchandise, like I said, visit our store. We've only got a couple things there, but each weekend I'm going to try to add something new for you guys to pick up. So, till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo, signing out.